Minister Ronald Lamola, the Justice and Correctional Services Minister, is on the line. Uh, of course, the announcement of South Africa signing a ratification, uh, ratifying rather, a treaty with the UAE is one of the stories that has been big to come out of this week. Uh, Minister Lamola, good morning to you. Uh, good morning, Crazy, and to the listeners of SAFM. Are the Guptas the most wanted criminals in South Africa? <laughs> no, obviously, we, there, there's a lot of CBTs uh, across the globe that we are responsible to help um, the South African uh, law enforcement agencies to bring back to the country. But um, we also provide the same help to many other countries across the globe. But um, the signing and the ratification, including the exchange of instruments between uh, South Africa and many countries across the globe, is something that happens on a daily basis. And uh, it includes this country that we have now um, uh, exchanged instruments with, uh, which is the UAE, which obviously, because of diplomatic uh, relations and economic cooperation, there's a lot of um, also people of interest between the two countries that will continue to cooperate on. When one looks at the scale of the negotiations that have that has been taking place uh, between diplomats in this country, in the UAE, um, investigators within our own bodies and Interpol, etc., one certainly does get the impression that for the South African government right now, um, the Guptas are the most wanted criminals. These are the people that this government urgently wants to bring back uh, to have them answer to, to certain questions and uh, face certain charges? Yes, obviously, Kate, this is a matter of um, a national interest for for us um, as a government and um, also for the people of this country. There, there have been questions, um, even at the Commission of Inquiry. There have also been questions coming from law enforcement agencies that they want um, help with from the UAE and also from the Guptas, as you have said that they may need to come and clarify in a fair process. Hence, um, ourselves as government, our role is to attend to the diplomatic relations and the diplomatic um, processes, which we have obviously prioritized given the agency of the matter. As you are aware, the commission is about to also wind out its um, um, work. And um, also the, the, the law enforcement agencies are now proceeding to deal with some of the matters. So indeed, it is a matter of national interest for our country. You've signed the treaty, but my, my understanding is that that's just one step of the process. What else needs to be done before the UAE can implement this agreement? Indeed, um, as we've said this morning, is that um, the treaty in terms of um, its provision is that it will only become effective 30 days after the exchange of instruments which we have now done yesterday, and the 30 days will be on the 10th of July. But as a country, our parliament has already ratified the treaty in 2018. So we are awaiting the United Arab Emirates to ratify the treaty, which they have now done in April. But there have been ongoing uh, processes between the two countries in terms of the United Nations Convention Against uh, Corruption, through which our law enforcement agencies, in particular the NPA, had requested certain information of interest to them from the UAE. Unfortunately, we had not received satisfactory um, uh, responses from the UAE, but we believe 
this signing of this agreement signifies mm-hmm. um, um, a change of heart and also a change of course. It's a new dawn with regards to this um, request and the cooperation. And um, we are hoping that uh, we will now from now henceforth, as per the weight of the ambassador, there will be greater cooperation between the two countries on it, this matter. This matter has been many, many years in the making. Why do you think it has taken the UAE so long um, to, to actually come to the table in terms of cooperation and being willing to assist the South African government? Yeah, I will not really want to speculate, Katie, uh, except to say that uh, we have raised our concern with the, with the UAE, the ambassador whom we met yesterday, that um, um, we have uh, requested information which we have not received satisfactory answer. And, um, and the fact that um, obviously the exchange or the ratification of the instruments in the UAE took very long than uh, from our side, as I've said, we have signed it immediately in 2018. The ratification process was completed by our our parliament. Indeed, they should be, uh, in, uh, 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 this matter should be dealt with expeditiously so that there could be finality and um, the people of interest could go through uh, our courts and there should be a fair trial for, for them. And they answer so that the people of South Africa really know the truth and what happened. What kind of information have you, have you been asking for uh, from the UAE that they have not really been clear in terms of their responses? Yeah, obviously with that um, information, uh, Kate, <laughs> I can't really go into details. But um, what I can say is that the National Director of uh, Public Prosecution did answer in the press briefing that is a financial information that they are looking for. The reason I can't go into detail is because ourselves, as the executive, we are not um, uh, supposed to be uh, have privy and access to that information. What happens is that we receive the request from the NPA in a sealed envelope, which we pass through to the authorities in the UAE through diplomatic channels. And when they respond, um, uh, they also do the same. So the information is only viewed and accessed by the by the National Prosecuting Authority and the relevant law enforcement agencies. It is then that that information can only be properly disclosed in a, in a court of law, as you will have seen some of it uh, being ventilated in the Maungaung Magistrate Court. One of the high-profile individuals that is still being sought by the, by the South African government is um, self-proclaimed Prophet Bushiri. And we haven't had any successes yet in terms of bringing him back into the country. Are you expecting that the process with the Guptas is going to drag on, uh, given the local processes that may still need to be met before they can be extradited? Yes, Casey. Obviously, the extradition process is a protracted legal process by its nature. It involves both legal and also diplomatic uh, processes through the executive. So we expect that um, by the time we, 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 we send the, the request, there will obviously be uh, processes that they uh, will have to go through in the magistrate courts or in the courts of uh, the UAE. For example, in our country, it will have to go through the magistrate courts, which will then say this person or that um, individual is extraditable or not. It is then that it will come to myself, who is responsible as the Minister of Justice, to then say this person can be extradited to that country or he should not be extradited on the basis of whatever 
reason. So it is still going to be that process that will have to, 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 to unfold. It seems to me that part of what you have been able to achieve so far, you wouldn't have been able to achieve without the kind of support that you've had from different players, even within the, the international stage, um, that, that have been agitating towards tougher action to be taken against um, the Guptas. Yes, um, we are a signatory to the United Nations Convention Against Corruption. And as soon as there's a red flag, um, all the countries that are signatory to that uh, convention, they, 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 they have a duty and an obligation to, to, to assist any country that uh, needs help. And in this regard, we do need help because, um, as you will have seen, uh, corruption um, uh, is sophisticated, it's complex, it's also modernized, it's also spent different jurisdictions and countries. The matters we deal with, as you have seen, with regards to the state capture processes and some of the issues that are related to ESCOM and all that and the Transnet, they span across various jurisdictions across the globe. Hence, you need the cooperation of the international community. And up to so far, the international community has been really cooperating. They've been helping us. And um, uh, where there have been isolated challenges, like uh, with the UAE, we have put all efforts to, to resolve those challenges. Realistically, then, given the fact that it's taken so long for the UAE to even ratify this this treaty, and the the fact that there are some challenges when it comes to the responses that uh, they give the South African government or its investigating bodies on this case, I mean, do you do you th- do you think that they are going to be proactive in assisting South Africa on this matter? Or is it going to be a case of you having to push them as much as possible? Yeah, obviously on that day, Casey, we can only take the ambassador's weight. Um, because the ambassador has given us his weight that uh, the assigning of this um, uh, treaty uh, signifies um, a, a new dawn. It signifies a change of course from their side. And uh, from now henceforth, we will see greater cooperation. And uh, we can only take that weight. Mm-hmm. But uh, from our perspective, we will never get tired. We will continue to pursue the matter. And uh, we believe that uh, justice is going to prevail at the end. We're in conversation with the Justice Minister, Ronald Lamola, in particular, on government's latest uh, agreement with the UAE for cooperation and support in extraditing the Gupta, some of their associates, uh, families and relatives uh, when it comes to allegations around state capture in this country. Of course, you can also be part of this conversation. The number to use this morning is 011-714-2006. The WhatsApp line, 0 614-104-107. and on Twitter it's at SFM Radio. The hashtag there is SFM uh, Talking Point. So it's taken us three years to get to this point. You can only imagine how much longer it's going to be if it ever happens that the Guptas actually set foot back into this country and back into South African shores. So Minister, in the absence of 
of having the Guptas back in this country. Are there ways that you are planning to, if nothing else, recoup the monies that were part of their entities and that we now have come to know that these monies have been squandered? So we've seen the likes of uh, Mackenzie and others repaying back the money, but are we going to see a moment where the Gupta-linked entities also pay back that money? Yeah, as you have seen, uh, Casey, from the law enforcement agencies seizing some of the assets, um, the, the process has now begun to, to attend to recoup all the monies that um, might have been lost during uh, that period. And um, I believe that um, the, you will have seen uh, in terms of that process. And uh, obviously through this process that they've also done of the red alert, which means that um, in any country which is a signatory and is cooperating with, with Interpol, now has a duty to, to effect and execute the, the warrant of arrest. So uh, there is um, indeed an operation across the globe that will help us to uh, bring uh, the, the monies that have been looted. Let me go to Colin in Cape Town. Colin, good morning to you. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning to your guests. Mm. How are you this morning? I'm well, thank you, Colin. Go for it. Um, I would just like to ask the minister a question. Um, should the Guptas arrive in South Africa? They've been extradited now, of course, being guarded and all by our, our, our intelligent people <laughs> and services and things like that. Are, are you already playing out the scene in your head, Colin? <laughs> yeah, do, do they get kept in prison? Or are they still are they free in South Africa? Because if they free, they'll they find a way of flying out again. Yeah, they they, they could learn from um uh, uh, Prof, uh Prophet Bushiri's uh, book of tricks. Yes, yes. Uh, just also, minister, do they go to prison, awaiting trial or what? Thanks very much, Kathy. I'll listen. All right, Minister Lamula. Yes, obviously, if they are under arrest, they will have to go through uh, uh, the processes of uh, prison. But um, as you are aware, Katie, anyone is entitled to apply for bail. So they could apply for bail, and um, obviously the, the matters will be ventilated in the courts. But I think we already have uh, some kind of indication of how the courts um, will treat such kind of matters uh, with, the, with the matter that is... Um, happening now in the Bloemfontein Magistrate Court of Shama. Mm. So they, 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 indeed, they will be under arrest. And uh, whether they will get bail or not, it will be out, out, up to the, to the judicial process. Eunice in Johannesburg. Good morning, Eunice. Yeah, hi, Cathy. Two questions for the minister. The first one is, now that this extradition treaty has been signed, are there official charges laid against the Guptas the associates, including the likes of Salim Esa and Duduzane, who are in Dubai. So that's what I want to know. On what basis will they come? Just on mere speculation that they need to answer case here, or have official charges been laid against them? That's the first one. The second one is, from what my understanding is, that the Guptas are still South African citizens. So if we, as South Africa, render them stateless, they will be in Dubai stateless, and they can be then extradited. So i just like clarity on those two issues. Thanks. All right, Eunice. Minister Lamola? Yes, I'm still here. Yes, did you hear Eunice's questions? Yes, I heard them. Okay, go for it. Yes, with regards to the first one, you are aware, uh, Casey, that uh, 
the family, the Gupta family has already been charged by the independent uh, uh, investigative directorate. So on the basis of that, we will then effect the extradition request. And um, uh, the other people that he has mentioned, um, uh, it will be up to the law enforcement agencies, given evidence before them, to decide whether they want to charge them or not. But what we deal with ourselves as the executive, it will be the request that we will have to forward to the UAE on the basis of charges. And the Extradition Act is that um, you can only request for someone to be extradited once that person has been charged, and it will only be confined to that. Let me take Funo in Durban. Funo, good morning to you. Hi, hi, Katrina. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Okay, good, good, good. I'm my first caller. I always call you. Oh, WhatsApp welcome. Welcome to the show, Funo. Welcome to the show. It's a pleasure <laughs> to have you on. And your first time and you, you you get to just engage with the minister. Good for you, Funo. Go for it. Oh, thanks. Thank you, Katrina. <laughs> but I just want to ask. <laughs> thanks, thanks, guys. Hello, Katrina? Yes, yes, go for it, Funo. Yes, uh, there are a few questions which I want to ask uh, uh, Minister Lemula. Uh, it's good news about this uh, extradition then of Gupta's. But as I'm saying, what about uh, our neighbor country? I'm talking about uh, uh, Bushiri. So how long is it going to take until he comes to South Africa? And another thing is uh, the commission is going to express when it's going to come to an end. Mm-hmm. And how long is it going to take for them to come to South Africa the cultures and the commission will expire? And then what's going to happen then? That's my few questions I'm asking. All right. Minister. Okay, Funo. Minister Lamola? Yes, uh, Katie, you may be already aware that uh, the, the matter of Bushir is being ventilated in the Malau courts. There is a judgment that um, the law enforcement agencies, the NPA of South Africa, and then the Attorney General in Malawi are currently studying the judgment um, that says that the, the process may need us to, to take witnesses to Malawi to go and testify on this extra extradition request and what charges um, uh, the fugitives are, are facing in our country, which is obviously something that we're considering with concern that um, um, it, it is an unusual uh, ruling. But um, it's something that we're studying at the current moment and... Um, uh, as the process unfolds, the nation will be will be informed uh, of the next course of action with regards to what is going to happen um, with regards to that um, matter of uh, of Bushiri. But it's uh, it's currently unfolding in the Malawian courts, oh, uh, yeah. the extradition process. Really? And uh, yeah. Sec- yeah. go for the it. Second, the second one relates to the commission of inquiry. Obviously, the commission of inquiry is about to conclude its work. It will have concluded by the end of um, May. But um, obviously, because of the volume of work and evidence that still needs to be done, it is, it is the, 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 the DCJ is now requesting some extension that will enable him to finalize some of the work. Um, obviously, um, if they do come before the commission uh, concludes its work, uh, the DCJ will have to decide whether they will have to, to go to the commission to explain themselves, or the DCJ will proceed to give um, the president... Um, the, the final report and its recommendation. And then um, I do not think that um, the work of the commission um, can be really stopped um, on mm-hmm. the basis that they did not come. It, it has continued. And uh, we will see the recommendation that will come from the DCJ as to what will happen with regards to, to those that did not go like the Gupta family.
All right. Minister Ronald Lamola on the line there speaking on uh, South Africa's treaty with the UAE, hopefully to bring back the Guptas. It sounds like this process is going to be years in the making if it actually ever happens. You know, Minister Lamola, I'm thinking about the potential timelines here and administrative processes that need to uh, go into all of this in terms of making it possible and and also being mindful and aware of the high turnover rate uh, in cabinet. Do you think that this is going to happen under your watch? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 obviously, <laughs> I, I, I have no, I have no uh, uh, say that, uh, that the, the, the president at any time can call a press conference and uh, uh, and uh, communicate a particular decision to the people of this country. Look, but, think, my, but my job is uh, when I'm here, I must <laughs> do my part and do as far as possible. Absolutely. And, uh, I think, and I think uh, we have uh, now pushed the envelope and um, where we are, we have reached um, a, a, mm. a stage of no return. Mm. The mm. only way is that they will definitely come back. The only issue is that uh, we don't know when. Uh, yeah. Because we all know that it's not going to happen that uh, by tomorrow morning they will be in a flight coming mm. back to South Africa. Mm. But um, it is clear that uh, with the ball that is rolling, there is no turning back. The one day they will face justice mm. in the Republic of South Africa. Of course. And, and my question is certainly not to suggest that there's anything underway in the pipeline. You know, just even <laughs> if you finish the term, there's just so much um, that goes into it. And we've seen how these processes uh, can be delayed. Let me thank you so much for uh, your time this morning, Minister of Justice and Correctional Services there, Ronald Lamola. It's 11 o'clock. In fact, it's just gone one after 11. And I'm Sam standing by with your latest news update.